1: Greetings, everyone. I am Terry D. Shearer, and I bid you welcome to the final episode of Shearer Darkness. Now, before I get into why this is the final episode, I'm just going to say that I'm doing a solo gig again tonight. (coughs) Mainly because I uh, didn't really want to have to sit across from Dave while I'm talking about this episode. I just don't think I'd be able to have someone staring at me on I say a bunch of weird shit or anything, so it's just me and the dog in here tonight, and the dog is pretty much stuffed, so he's sleeping. Anyway, so what the fuck? Where am I leaving? Well, it's been a rough two months for me. Um, I've had depression problems for my entire life. Two thousand four, I had a uh, uh, well, I uh, came down with uh, PTSD, you know, and since that time it's been even harder for me to uh, function in a quote unquote normal fashion. The past six months have been just extremely bad for me. And several things have happened that have uh, increased or made this disorder worse. And I just feel it's time for me to... Bow out gracefully while I still can do so gracefully. You know, I uh, said last last week, I think, that I was going to stop writing, which I've stopped writing. And I uh, recorded the last news, views, and reviews, the Reaper Rick episode, a couple of days ago, and this will be my last podcast tonight for uh, Jay Zaman you know this could be temporary you know um but at this point I just feel that uh, I need some time to dwell on myself a little bit find out if at all possible if I can come back from this and uh We'll see what what happens. I've had uh, a couple of really bad weekends lately, and just things have gone downhill dramatically the past six months. It's just been one dramatic episode after another, and I am extremely tired and frustrated by this whole. Episode or just these numbers—the number of episodes, the many episodes that have occurred recently—that have just left me feeling so drained and uh, emotionally unavailable, basically. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to say goodbye. After this episode, again, possibly for the time being, but at least for now. And <clears throat> part of, you know, this, this whole situation, well actually, you know, it started three years ago, three and a half years ago now, when I uh, moved up to Idaho and was nearly killed in that uh, road accident in Nevada. That was not. Uh, that was not fun at all, and it took me uh, so long to uh, recover from all that surgery and everything. So, and then of course the move to Idaho itself was a freaking disaster that just made things worse. And then, uh, six months ago, when I felt that I just had to get out of Idaho, I made another disastrous, uh, decision, and, uh, left Idaho, moved back to Orange County, California. And, uh, well, I, I thought that was going to be a good move for... myself, my wife, and my dog, and my birds, turned out to be anything but good. It turned out to just be a fucking disaster of the highest magnitude. So that didn't help either. And it just kept getting worse. You know, it's like once you start rolling downhill, you just build up speed and keep going and keep going faster and faster and faster. And uh, I was just becoming more and more bruised and beaten and damaged by the whole situation. So, <clears throat> you know, and just one thing after another um, made things worse. So, being down there was not uh, a good thing at all. So, in August, I guess, I uh, left Orange County again, and moved back up to the high desert where I'm uh, currently mooching off of uh, Dave and uh, his wife. At least, that's what my mother called it. She wanted to know who I was going to be mooching off of. And I told her, she says, well, who well, you got to mooch off when that ends? Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be <clears throat> doing that kind of thing. So, um, anyway, um, things have been, you know, good here, but I haven't been, I haven't been good. I've been uh, just... Myself, so that didn't that didn't work out. I'm still here, and I'm usually in a good mood, but uh, more and more frequently, my depression has just kicked in big time. Go two, sometimes three days, just you know, unable to talk to anybody just because I just feel so bad and that's not fair to you know Dave and his family so I try to you know stay away from everybody and just stay locked up in my room uh, and I'm sure that's not good for me either but uh, it's a situation where I just don't want to interact with anybody, <clears throat> and so that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. Um, and while this podcasting may not seem like I'm interacting with anybody because I'm just talking into a microphone, I'm actually interacting with thousands of people out there who, for whatever reason, listen to these podcasts. And while I appreciate that very much, thank you so much everyone who has um, you know, wasted an hour a week just listening to me, <clears throat> or to Rita Rick, or both. Uh, and I, I really do appreciate it. I'm sorry if I'm being cynical or anything. It's just uh, That's just the kind of situation I find myself in. But yeah, I'm, I'm interacting with people. And even this type of interaction is difficult for me to do now. It's become more and more difficult as the months have gone by. Um, I was doing pretty well uh, during the summer months, you know, when I first got back down to Orange County. I was pretty happy and I was doing pretty well and that faded pretty quickly. And it became more and more difficult for me to, again, interact with anyone, even people I can't see. (laughs) That's you guys out here, by the way. So, I need the time to myself. I assume, I mean, I'm not getting this from a qualified doctor or anything, I'm just... I medicate myself a lot, by the way. So, since I'm not doing well with interacting with people, I figured, well, if I stop that, then maybe things will get better. We'll have to see. I, uh... When I first got up here to the desert, I was, uh... So tweaked out, stressed out, depressed from uh, just the two and a half months I was down in Orange County that I just, I was a, a wreck. I was a wreck, okay? And uh, while I thought I was starting to get better, The uh, the depression seems to be catching up with me for whatever reason, and so I need time to perhaps work that out, to certainly uh, come to grips with the situation. So, I will be departing the airwaves at least for the time being and I hope that uh, you guys will continue to listen to something <laughs> uh, there are other, uh, other excuse me there are other episodes on the jazo uh podcast network that you, you might find intriguing In the meantime, but, uh, for myself, I think that, uh, it's, I've run its course. I've run my course on this, and need some time to wind down, perhaps. So, and I appreciate everyone for listening. wish you all the best in your future listening endeavors alright and uh, you know if you feel like it you can drop me a line you know, or whatever I'm on Facebook Terry D. Shearer and you can also go to the uh, jazerman.com home page, and there's an area for leaving comments or questions or whatever you'd like to leave. But, uh, well, anyway, so, um, the only other thing that I, uh, really wanted to talk about tonight was, uh, the situation that has, uh, to this point, and I remember that I've done uh, close to 90 podcasts uh, in the past, Um, I think it's this year, 44, 45, and I did 44, 45 for news, views, and reviews, and then I actually did a couple of uh, couple of three sit-ins on, on some of the other programs, uh, guest host, guest speaker, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, I've done around 90 podcasts in the past <clears throat> 11 months. And I remember when I started in January, we were sitting through one of the coldest winters Idaho had ever experienced, you know, and I was not uh, happy at all with that situation. But uh, podcasting was, uh, was kind of fun. It was a, a nice break from trying to stay warm all the time. Granted, I didn't know what I was doing. Never done podcasting before that. And it took me a few episodes to uh, figure out kind of what, I, what was going on. But I had fun with
2: it.
1: Was a, yeah, it, was, it was fun. It was something to do. enjoyed talking to people. Even if I could not see them. Um, but Idaho was really, really, really wearing on me. And uh, we just really, my wife and I, just really wanted to get the hell out of there. <coughs> Excuse me. So in May... In May, when uh, I found out my mother was going to require surgery, and she was going to be uh, stuck in bed for a few days while she recovered. Um, God, I don't know why I suggested this. Still, well, yes I do, I know why. I suggested that I move down there and take care of her, stay with her and take care of her while she recovered. Because... I mistakenly thought that moving back to Orange County, my old stomping ground, you know, would be the cure for whatever was ailing me. I wanted to get back on my home turf, you know, somewhere where it was warm, for one thing, where it was usually sunny and, uh, you know, whatever... I had a lot of memories from down there. So... We... All of a sudden, I mean like in... Within four days, four or five days... uh, We made the decision and we were gone. I know. Uh, Yes, my mother... Uh, loaned me the money to make the move. I had to run a big old truck and, uh, you know, load the house up and load up the storage shed and get all that shit down across three states and I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of miles it was, but anyway, there was a... a Difficult, difficult effort. And I did most of it by myself. My uh, 74-year-old neighbor from next door up there uh, came over and helped me load up the storage shed. It took us four hours to load it up, and I know it would have taken me eight or twelve to do it by myself. And then... (coughs) My mother wanted me down there, like on... Wednesday or Thursday. Well, she didn't even send me the money until Tuesday. So then I had to rent the truck, and then I had to start packing the truck up and everything. So I I, uh, I left Friday evening. I left Idaho Friday evening. And I had been up since like 5 o'clock in the morning, packing and getting everything ready to go and shit. So I pulled out of Idaho, and I drove 16 hours Straight through and arrived at um, probably, oops, let's see, I don't remember what time I left. But anyway, it was uh, around 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. So I'd been up since 5 o'clock Friday morning. So that's what 24 and 12 is 36 hours. Driving, and uh, you know, I hadn't even seen my mother for ten years—more than ten years. You know, I hadn't even seen her since I have been diagnosed with cancer. Um, so I—I am I, dragging all this shit up to the fourth floor, and I, you know, I'm knocking on the door and everything. And I was expecting a well, you know, a hello of some sort. And uh, she was already up and out of bed because she'd had the surgery several days before. Um, and she opens the door and looks at me, and all she says is, well, you still have that grubby old beard. And then she turned around and walked away. And, you know, I thought, well, Okay, now if I'd had any sense at all left, if I had been, you know, using my brain properly, but I was like really tired and not thinking clearly, I would have turned around and left right that right at that minute. But no, no, I dropped all my stuff by the door and I went over to her and gave her a hug which she did not return. And, uh, she was pissed off at me because I didn't get there two days earlier. And, that was pretty much how the whole fucking two, two and a half months went. Uh, I believe that I got there on Saturday afternoon. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, she was getting ready to go to bed. She finally came over and up you know a little bit. And uh that was the only time. The oh, whole two and a half months I was there that she touched me, I think. But anyway, my family was never very demonstrative, you know. Uh we didn't do a lot of uh, touching and hugging and stuff like that, unless she considered being slapped upside the head once in a while a to touch. But uh I was kind of uh, disappointed, let's say, and <clears throat> almost immediately, of course, she started uh, in on my uh, appearance and my clothes, and um, the way I looked, and, you know, I had to get new clothes, I had to get new shoes, I had to cut my beard, trim my beard anyway, I trim it, and it was just... Uh, non-stop barrage of everything I do is wrong and at 64 years old which is my age she's 80 something 83 I think uh, it just it just rubbed me the wrong way after what I had done to get down there as quickly as I could And, uh, it was not a pleasant stay, let me just put it that way. So, as soon as I had made arrangements to, uh, come back up to the high desert, I, I left. But, in the meantime, this is something I forgot to mention, because this is another episode that, uh, cause things to uh, spiral out of control. I'd been there... Oh, see my wife... Um, she has her own mother down in that area who needed taken care of. So since I couldn't bring the dog or the birds with me to my mother's house One of the stipulations of us moving back down here was that the dog and the birds could stay with her mom in her house, and everybody assured me now I'd be fine. Well, I'm I'm down there for a little over a week. I think it was like 12 days. My wife calls me up and says that I have to come get the dog because her mother wouldn't let the dog in the house and the dog had been tied up in the backyard for 12 days and nights. Now, my pets are part of the family. They get the same treatment everyone else in the family gets. When I heard that the dog had been Left outside. Oh yeah, it was summertime. The dog's five years old, and he's always been a house dog. When I found out that he had been left tied to a tree for twelve goddamn days and nights, and the birds had been stuck in the garage for that same length of time, I just went fucking ballistic. And... Of course, what was I supposed to do? I couldn't bring the animals over to where I was living, but I had to go get them because I was not going to let my dog and my birds sleep outside. So I went and I got... um, Well, actually, I I had my daughter. My daughter helped me out here. Uh, She found someone who would... uh, watch the birds for me, so I had to uh, go get the birds and go get the dog, and we took the birds to, it was actually a florist's shop, where they had other birds in the shop, so at least they had the company. And the dog, I rented a fucking hotel room for the dog. Because I couldn't bring the dog to my mother's apartment not even for one night so and holy fucking crap did I get shit for that for renting a room for the dog anyway and then I went and I spent the night in the motel room with the dog for one thing I missed the dog Rusty am. The dog. His name is Rusty. I missed Rusty. I wanted to spend time with him anyway. And I was able to. I mean, Dave was willing to, you know, take him until I could uh, get up there. So, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my whole fucking life. Was to make the two-hour drive up to the desert from Orange County and leave my my Rusty up here. And I'm not saying that, well, it's a bad place to leave them or anything, but I had to leave, and he knew, he knew Dave. Dave had been coming over to our house in, well, when I lived up here in the high desert before, for like, for 15 years, David had been coming over to the house for like, you know, six or seven years, so Rusty knew David, it wasn't like he didn't know who this guy was or anything. But, uh, I didn't want to leave him, okay? And, uh, that was a really hard thing for me to do. And I had a a little breakdown, I guess you could say, because so much had happened so quickly. First I find out that, you know, Rusty and the birds have been outside for almost two weeks, and I've been told specifically that they could stay in the house and everything fine. And suddenly everything wasn't fine. Everything was total shit. So, first I find out about that. And then I have to pick the bird somewhere. And then I have to run a motel room for the dog just so I can spend the night with them one night. Rusty, the dog. And then drive him up to the high desert. So, he could have someplace to stay because they allow their dog inside. They have another dog, a gold lab, yellow lab, and uh, it was was not not a good week for me. It was probably the worst week i have had since 2004 when this whole thing broke for the first time. But. You know, and then, of course, I had to, you know, call Dave every day and check make sure Rusty was all right. And he assured me that he was, but I know that uh, Rusty is not really good around kids, yeah. and they have two children. And he doesn't like strangers, and doesn't like strange children. Not that his kids were strange, but he didn't know them, you know what I mean? Plus, he had people coming over all the time to do podcasts, so I was just worried sick. And my uh, mother didn't make things any better for me while I was trying to figure out what to do, so I finally just said, look, you know, I gotta go. And she was haranguing me about money anyway, paying her back, and paying her rent and buying food and everything else so it was just time to go so I did I went and uh but by the time I got here I was already in such a a foul despicable mess emotionally that uh I'm surprised I lasted as long as I did without <clears throat> uh, breaking down or blowing up or whatever, however. You know, now I have Rusty and the birds here, and, uh, Anyway, I, I got to uh, work on my, my own shit here for a little while, so again, I, I regret that I have to leave you with nothing but dead air perhaps for the next millennia or whatever but again I, I thank you one and all for your patience and your listening so I want everyone to take care of out there because it's a vicious vicious miserable fucking world most of the time and Perhaps someday soon I may be haranguing you again, you never know. But for the time being I'm going to say my final good night to everyone and wish you all well. All right. Thanks again and good night.